passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. She is that girl. She is that girl. Asia, you a bad. Shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) This is Queens of the Court. What's up, everybody? Did you miss me? I don't know. Anyway. Welcome to another episode of Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast produced in partnership with the WNBA. I'm your girl. I'm back. Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson, and I miss Cheryl so much. So we're here. We're back. And now court Court. is in session. We're back in session, baby. We were on a recess. I don't know if we were in sync on that one either, but we tried. (laughs) I told her it's just kind of a thing we do now. It's like purposely out of sync. It's our signature. But but before we get into this, can I say something? Yes. Monica McNutt, you know, I got mad love for you. Um, But you can't come on Queens of the Court calling us out on not being in sync on something. (laughs) You just can't do that. At least not the first visit. Save that. I know. Maybe the second time. (laughs) Not the first one. But with that being said, thanks for holding it down. Double M, M and M. She did. We were able to preview the semifinals, um, but now we are fully into the semifinals, and uh, we're recording this on Monday. So game one already happened. Game two is coming up Tuesday evening. Um, It's best of five. And Las Vegas leads against Dallas 1-0. Connecticut leads over New York 1-0. Both game twos are Tuesday night, like I said. And we're going to get into those series because I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of questions. There's so many things I want to. Yeah, but I got got my notes. I got handwritten notes. So you know that's. You know that's coming. That's coming. But before we get into those, award season is here. And um, Twitter was a little on fire when Asia Wilson was named Defensive Player of the Year for the second straight year. And she received 32 votes out of 60. Alyssa Thomas came in second with 24 votes. I don't know if anyone was really upset about that part. I think it was more of the all defensive first team and second team. I'm going to list that off real quick. First team, Asia Wilson, Alyssa Thomas, Brittany Sykes, Jordan Canada, and Brianna Stewart. Second team, Benija Laney, Nafisa Collier, Ezzy Magnagord, Neka Agumbake, and Elizabeth Williams. Um, Yeah. So 
quick quick tweet from Natasha Cloud because if you guys are wondering where her name is, I think we were all wondering why she was left off of this. She said voting for this league is a joke in a now deleted post. Mm. Cheryl, what are what are your thoughts when you saw that graphic or when you saw Asia win it or when you saw the first and second teams? Ooh, just like you got a lot, I got a lot. Except mine, <laughs> mine is not on paper. Mine is up in the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, let me start by saying this. Totally agree with Asia Wilson winning, winning Defensive Player of the Year. I think if you remember, we go back to our awards. I think we both gave Asia Defensive Player of the Year. I think um, so. She's been, so she's been one, dominant. Yeah. Yeah. That that one was not a shock, not a surprise to me. And and like you, I don't I don't think there were too many people upset about Asia winning defensive player of the year. But no doubt there were people upset about the first and second all defensive teams, myself included. Mm-hmm. Um and again, I don't vote. I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't have a say so in it, but come on now. Um My mom used to say right is right and wrong is wrong. And voters were so wrong with this one. Um, Some people may not like this, but I'm going to say it because, you know, that's what I do here on Queens of the Court. I think, you know, when when Washington lost and Natasha did her postgame interview, she talked a lot about just being grateful and thankful to Washington and being being on a team and in a place where she could be her, do what she wants to do, say what she wants to say, how she feels. And she does that. She wears her emotions on her sleeve. But listen, I ride hard for Natasha Cloud, have so much love and respect for her. And when she said, typically a player like her, when you speak your mind and and you go against the grain and you don't say the most popular thing and you don't say what people want you to say, Mm -hmm. yeah, you do, you get blackballed. Like she, she said that. And when I looked at both of these teams, honestly, I didn't look to see who made it. I looked to see who didn't make it. Yeah. And when I didn't see Natasha, I'm not even going to say on second team because she should have been on first team. But when I didn't see her on, on either of those teams, I immediately said they're trying to blackball her. Mm. Or they're trying to, I don't know, I don't know what it is they're trying to do, but two things. Jackie Young also, I think, is a hell of a defender. A yeah. A hell of a defender. She was left off of the defensive teams and Natasha Cloud. Those are two players. To me, you should start the teams off with one of them or both mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. The other thing, I was just shocked at. Like where Andrea Carter said this on WMA Countdown last night, I think, or night before last, whenever the games were. I've slept since then. Um, <laughs> she said, Where are the guards? And I yeah. and I said the same thing. Like, yes. where are the guards? Come on. And it's not to take anything away from the bigs. Mm-hmm. Here's here's my thought. Andrea said this too. The guards are out front. You're pressuring the ball. In Natasha Cloud's case, she's picking up full court. She's making your life a living hell. Miserable. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah, she's out. She's pressuring the ball. She's getting out in passing lanes. She's disrupting offenses. 
to me, that's where the defense starts. And yeah, if she gets beat, that's where your Asia comes in, your Stewie's come in, your uh, NECA's come in because they're there to help you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that their job isn't tough, but it's a little bit easier when you're the back line and you're back there to help your guards when they get beat. I don't know, because this is a conversation we could have the whole episode. Well, yeah, and and I talked about that because you know when we when we were giving our awards, I gave Brittany Sykes defensive player of the year because of her steals and because of that. And I we had that conversation briefly of why does this award typically go to bigs? Like it 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 does. But when you look at second team, Nafisa Collier, Ezzy Magnagor, Neka Gumbake, Elizabeth Williams, like. Those are all big. All bigs. And yeah. you can't you can't say that guards don't contribute <laughs> enough to make second team. Like that is it's a little shocking. And when you have Asia going back to back, you know, that's that's rare air. Cheryl Swoops is in that air of going back to back defensive player of the year. And it, it is a little bit of Okay, it's it's blocks, it's rebounds, it's defensive win shares, but it's not the pressuring the ball. It's not the steals. It's not how are you limiting the person that you're guarding? Like, are we are we taking that into account? And especially Natasha Cloud, what she did on Sabrina when she called her out that game. Like, I don't want to cut you off, but and not just that game. When I look at Natasha, Natasha Cloud to me is one of those players that you want on your team. Because you mm-hmm. know what she's going to bring. You don't want to have to go up against her. Sandy Brandello said, I wanted the ball out of Sabrina's hands. Because Tosh was making her life miserable. And to me, when you start talking about defensive player of the year or just all defensive team, you got to take all those things into consideration. Natasha mm-hmm. Cloud, night in and night out, is defending the other team's best guard. I'm not saying player because she's not guarding the post players. But right. she's defending the best guard. She's getting out. She's pressuring full court. She's in passing lane. She's disrupting their offense. She's not allowing Sabrina to go where she wants to go. She's not allowing Sabrina to make her easy cuts, to get wide open. And even if she does catch it, she's in her space. She's just making it miserable for her the entire game. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you omit someone of her caliber on the defensive end, you blatantly omit her from being on one of these defensive teams. Shame on you. Yeah. Like it, it, make it make sense. Make it make sense. Well, the voting is media on defensive teams and defensive year. And I think that is what kind of came into question after these teams were announced. Uh, Michael Volpo, who's at ESPN, asked Becky Hammond about the all defensive teams. And she said, the biggest two snubs were Jackie Young and Tosh Cloud. I don't know how those two players are not on the list. And asked if she thinks coaches should return to voting on these teams. She said, who watches more film? The coaches. Point yes. Blank, period. Point made. Courtney Williams even said, she tweeted, yeah, they should let players and coaches vote on these awards. It's just different having to scout and play against it night in and night out. That's to your point about Tasha Cloud. Sandy Brodello is like, okay, how are we going to work around her great yeah. defense? Yes. yes. And and that's a that's an issue that it always comes up when we talk about voting. All-star voting is even mixed in 
a, a combination of media players and coaches. And I think when we give out these awards for defense, you have to consider coaches and players because if you're out there on the court and Natasha Cloud is picking you up full court or Jackie Young is guarding you off off screens, they're going to make your night hell and you're going to want to vote for them because you're thinking about who made it toughest on me to get my to get buckets. These players, these players and that's yeah. how your the voting should come about. So, yeah. I think there needs to be some changes in the voting. So, there, there's a there's a lot to unpack in what you just said, but you know, I, I go back and I question: Do we do we go back to positions for the all defensive teams? Mm-hmm. Do you you know do you have a guard, a two, a forward, a big? I I, I don't know, but to to uh, Courtney Williams's point when she said, "Yeah, players should vote," I I do think current players should have a percentage of that, right? Because you're the ones that are going up against each other night in and night out. Mm -hmm. The other side of that though is, and I hate saying this, if you don't like a player, you're not going to vote for. (laughs) Even if, even if Natasha Cloud is the toughest guard that you go up against every single night, if you have an issue with her, if you don't like her for whatever reason, you're going to make it personal and you're not going to vote for her. Hmm. So, so from that standpoint, I don't mean Courtney, I'm just saying in general, right? Yeah, yeah. From that standpoint, I don't know how much that makes sense. But I think they should have some some type of a percentage. Absolutely think coaches should vote. And here's a, a very random thing for me. I think you go and put together a current player, not I mean, former player board or something that, that's allowed to vote for, for hmm. postseason awards. It, it can't be every retired player because one, not every retired player watches. Unfortunately, they don't. But yeah. You go and you find five former players who are invested in the game and continue to watch. And you allow, I'm putting myself out there, you allow us to have a say-so in postseason awards. Hmm. That's not a bad idea. I just, because, and, and I am going to say this from personal experience, because I also think it, it works the same way with the media. Like if, cause this has happened to me when I play so-and-so wants to do an interview and for whatever reason, you're like, you know what? Not today. Like, I don't, I don't want to talk to you. They hold, they take that personally. And when mm-hmm. it's time to vote, they go back and say, remember that time I wanted to talk to her and she just blew me off and didn't want to talk to me. She does not get my vote. Like that's childish and petty to me, but it happens. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was the case with Natasha Cloud, but um, there, there's obviously a disconnect somewhere with media and Tosh because yeah. there, yeah. You, you, you can't, there is no reason you can give me that's going to make me say, oh, you're right. She shouldn't have been on one of the defense, all defensive teams. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. That's what makes it so tricky. Um, oof. But I I think it's just gonna make Tosh scarier <laughs> next year. Yeah. Like you it's know, just a chip, gonna, but it's I not fair. You, but it's it's not fair. And yeah. all the like play a defense is hard. Like it takes a lot of work just to do the bare minimum, right? 
not getting in passing lanes, not denying. And then you have the other side where you have players who slim, right? Who is denying everywhere on the floor, who's pressuring the ball, who's getting down passing lanes, who's getting steals. Like, like you have those players, not very many of them in the league, but you Mm -hmm. have those players that are just disruptors all over the floor. And Natasha Cloud and, and, I know we're not talking about Jackie very much, but Jackie Young as well. Jackie's one of those players, and Tosh too. I don't care who it is. If they get switched on a big, they're going to bang and battle with that big. It doesn't matter who they're guarding. You're going to feel them on mm-hmm. defense. You yeah. got to, I don't know. You got to make that shit make sense. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, I know. Ooh-wee. I think another part that just have to sprinkle in on this this was announced very early. I, I do want to put that out there. This was not supposed to be announced for yeah. a few weeks. Yeah. And now that got social media buzzing a little bit. Like, why did you drop this so early? Right. Does that mean that, you know, Asia won something else? Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, the MVP is supposed to be announced September 26th. which like tomorrow. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we are recording this the day before that is going to be announced. But I, some people are are throwing things out there that maybe she did win MVP, so they wanted to put Defensive Player of the Year first. I don't know. This all speculation. But we'll see if MVP is actually set on time because it seems like the dates are kind of arbitrary at this point. <laughs> They're just releasing them whenever they want. Um, but... Yeah, we might have to do an emergency pod if uh, somebody, uh, based on that MVP announcement, because uh, it's it's getting spicy. I don't know who it's going to be. I still have no idea. Here's what I think. Here's what I think, because it's supposed to be announced tomorrow, right? Uh-huh. I don't think it's AT. If, you're, if it's supposed to be announced tomorrow, mm-hmm. to me, that's either going to be Stewie or Asia, because they're playing at home. Mm. Right? The Liberty's playing at home. It could be. The Aces are playing at home. I just, I could be so wrong, but I just don't see them giving AT the most valuable player award tomorrow in New York. I, I don't know. I really don't know. We're going to, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But I do want to talk about these games. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to start breaking down these semifinal games because there's a lot to unpack there. Now we're back. And I just love playoff basketball. I have the biggest smile on my face because... It was so much fun to watch and to see people shine. This is what we've been hinting at for weeks of the regular season of like now there's going to be some separation. And let's start with the Aces and the Wings. Aces won game one, 97-83. It just seemed like the Aces wanted it more. I feel like this was the Aces... um, that we kind of wanted in the commissioner's cup against the Liberty, but they came out immediately. 
they did not want I, I I feel like they heard us talking about Dallas had some hope or they had some confidence and they just squashed it. Did you feel that way too? Yeah, I felt like Vegas came out and did what the defending champion is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You get them down and you don't let them think that that they can even play with you, right? Um before we get into specifics, let, let, let me just say, you you know how I feel about Gamecock, South Carolina, Asia Wilson. <laughs> and I know we've talked about her, but what what I saw last night Mm-mm-mm. in a play in a playoff game, not a regular season game, in a playoff game by Asia, I was gonna give her a name. Asia, Laquita, Shaniqua, Wilson. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's what she played like. She's that girl. That girl. She was a bad (laughs) mamma jamma last night. That's what I'll say. I just, like, I felt like a proud mom watching her. And, And I think the reason why is because, listen, Dallas is no slouch. Okay. And I was one that said Dallas could surprise a lot of people. And we'll talk about Dallas in a minute because I'm, I'm, I, I, I do believe that, but mm-hmm. there's a lot they got to change. But what impressed me with Asia is how aggressive she was and how she kept attacking the basket and attacking Tierra McGowan and Kalani Brown at six. What are they? Six, 10. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And and she made it look so easy. Yeah. Now, yeah. two things: Kalani and Tierra they 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 gotta they gotta be better. We'll talk about that. But Asia Wilson, mm-hmm. she she is her. She is she, her. She she is she she is her. She is it. She is. I don't All know. <laughs> Girl is good. She's good. 34 points, eight rebounds, and four block shots mm-hmm. in the victory. I think this part, this is the part here. She was 15 for 21 from the field, 71.4%. That ties a WNBA record for field goals in a playoff game. This is from ESPN as well. In the first two round games against the Chicago Sky and Sunday's semifinal opener, Asia Wilson has totaled 86 points, the most by any WNBA player ever throughout three postseason games. She is also one of just three players to have back-to-back 30-point games in the WNBA playoffs, and she's done it twice this year and last year. She's, she's She's one of one right now and and a key word that you said hmm. aggressive aggressive on both ends of the floor yeah. the shot yeah. blocking was i'm sending this to the rafters yeah it's not a little tap i'm sending it to the rafters and i'm not scared of dallas's length because that's yeah. what you know me even me and monica talked about on the last episode and what i've been saying when anybody asks me about this series, I say, man, but Dallas is big and I call them the Dallas wingspan and they have, you know, another tall person coming off the bench, yep. even when one subs out. Yep. It didn't seem like it phased Asia at all. And I know we talk about regular season is regular season and this is a new season. 
I feel like in the regular season, especially when Dallas got them, the the height was a factor. And it was like, okay, man, you're going one-on-one against Tierra, and then Kalani comes over for help. And how is she going to do this? She didn't pay it any mind. Asia Wilson just went straight through them. And with that type of 71% from the field, you are in full control of the game. Everything is riding around you. One crazy stat, the third quarter, the Dallas Wings had 12 points. Asia herself had 14 points. Of course she did. <laughs> like, are you kidding? <laughs> but you know, I, I think if there's one thing that I look at and I'm like, okay, this this could be a concern. Not not saying she's not in shape, but Asia's having to play a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. Fair point. And if Dallas continues to push the ball and keep the pace up, how how can Asia continue to be this effective in game two, game three, and more if needed, right? Um, and 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 we're talking about Asia, but I mean Jackie Young was phenomenal oh, last yeah. night. Kelsey Plum, Amazing. especially in the second quarter, second half, second quarter when yep, she started yep. finally started hitting her threes, like just. But it's their starters, right? Like their starters have to get it done yep. because the players that come in off the bench, you have a, a Alicia Clark and that's pretty much it, right? That's, that's right. coming in off the bench. Well, that's what I was going to say because there was a stretch there where Asia did t- go out for a rest and they went, the aces went very small. They had Alicia Clark, they had Kirsten Bell out there and Kia Stokes was the only big um, I think Plum and there was Jackie Young or um, Chelsea Gray, but they went smaller and they, the wings ate that up. Like they went on a 7 9 yeah. run and then Asia, and then Asia right yep, she came right back in. So you're like, okay, you can't really have her with, can't be without her on the floor. Is that going to wear down? And is she going to be able to put in this type of work? all the way through the finals. So that's a fair point. And here's the other part, the other side, when you start talking about Dallas, you also, I know Asia's blocking shots, but you also have to make her work on the defensive end. Mm. You you can't have Asia guarding, whether it's Tierra or Kalani, like you got to get on the block. You got to use your size, your body, be physical. You got to make Asia work and try to wear her down on the defensive end a little bit. Mm-hmm. So to me, when you talk about Dallas, I still believe Dallas has enough. I believe they have the pieces. Here's what I think we tend to forget because they have played so well this season. They're young. They're still yeah. young. Right? Yeah. I mm-hmm. sat here and I looked at them last night. And I'm like, even Arike, she's young. Right. They've never they've never been in this position they're in right now. uh, Vegas has Vegas knows what it takes. They've been there, done that. Dallas is still trying to figure it out. And Satu, Satu is young. Right. Kalani, Tierra, they're they're a young team. But in saying that you're. You beat Atlanta. And now you're at a place where you got to. Not only do what you did in that series, but you got to do more. But Kalani and Tierra, I, I I would love to see them play a little bit to play 
together a little bit more. I know she's not going to do it that often, but the two of them, that's a hell of a combo. Yeah. And especially when Vegas goes small, right? Who are you going to put Alicia Clark on? Tierra or, or Kalani? Because Asia's going to guard one. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the thing with the two of them is they have got to start using their size, their physicality, their height. Like be stronger when they're on the block posting up, not letting the little guards come in and take the ball. Yeah, exactly. I, I know they lost the game and it was a 14 point game, but I didn't even really feel like it was a 14 point game because there were spurts in that game where I was like, oh, this is this is the Dallas team that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And then the Aces, Asia in particular, was like, oh. This is the Aces team y'all need to be talking about. (laughs) But I I still think this will be a really good series. I do. I agree. And and that that point that you said, it seemed like Tierra McCown, when she would get the ball on the block, she would just start to dribble. And she would do too too many dribbles. Like, I want you to turn and go up. That's Quick it. moves because Kelsey Plum reaching in there, Jackie Young reaching in there, and they would get those steals almost every time or at least make them fumble it a little too much for my liking. And I think that took away some of the the quote-unquote easier baskets that they could have got. But I, I do want to give credit to the Aces defense because at halftime, Satu only had six points and Arike only had six points. Satu ended up finishing with 16, but – at half, it was like, okay, you you got to have your stars kind of turn up a little bit more. But I 1,000% agree in that first half, it was like, oh, yeah, you guys haven't been here before. Yeah. Like, this is a different level, Wings. And you, you yeah. haven't been here as a team. Natasha Howard has, and that showed a little bit. But it was like, okay, I think next game is going to be a, a different game. They're going to have some more – legs under them but it was it was very much like okay welcome to the big leagues <laughs> yeah but I will say this if if it's going to be a series Arike and Satu have to be Arike and Satu and, mm-hmm. and Natasha also like I know we're talking about Kalani and Tierra but those big three Satu Arike and Natasha they gotta show up yeah in conclusion, Asia Wilson is that girl. And uh, the Aces seem very comfortable. But I'm still pulling for, for Dallas to make it a, make it a series. Me too. That's she so is that girl. She is that girl. Asia, you a bad. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Enough of the series. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Liberty versus the Sun. Okay, we're back. This was the series I really wanted to talk about with you, because the Sun maybe sort of stunned everyone by winning game one, 78-63. It was a... It was a good win too. It wasn't a close game buzzer beater. They really showed it was a really good win. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the Sun, they wanted it more from the jump too. I think that's what came out. But this is a little fact from ESPN. Despite trailing by three at the half, the Sun won by 15, 
making them the seventh WNBA team and first since the 2011 Lynx to win a playoff game by at least that many after being down at halftime. So they surged in that second half and specifically Dewana Bonner just playing her yes, off. DB. My goodness, 20 points at 36 years old. She looks so comfortable, so in control, the aggressor. She's getting to her spots. I don't feel like she's taking shots that she doesn't want to. She is on a mission. That's what I'm seeing from Dewana Bonner. What else stuck stuck out to you? Oh my gosh. Besides that, um, you know, like Dion said, we ain't talking about Colorado this year, this, this, this time. But like he said before, it's personal. I I think the Sun, they take it all personal. And it's not just Dewana or AT, it's the entire team. Mm-hmm. They are like, oh, okay. We hear y'all talking about these super teams all season and all of that, and we're not good enough. And and I also think her teammates are like, AT should be MVP. Yes. And y'all aren't going to give it to her. So we just got to control what we can control. And what that is right now is beating the Liberty. And I know a lot of people were like, they stunned them or it was an upset. I don't, it's an upset because people said the Liberty, they're a super team. Right. Mm-hmm. No one's talking about Connecticut. I don't think it was an upset. Mm-hmm. I think Connecticut did exactly what they've always known they could do. And they hear the noise. Right. But they're like, we're just going to go play. And that's what they did. But let me also say this. I don't know if we're doing a flower segment. But this is a flower segment for a few players. Please. Rebecca Allen. Woohoo! Come through, sis. Come on. Uh, did you see her outfit before the game? Yes, I saw the outfit. When I saw the outfit, I said she is about to light somebody up. Yes, all black. Not just offensively. Defensively, she was getting steals, blocking Mm -hmm. shots. I said, okay. Reminded me a little bit of a Lauren Jackson from back in the day. Just a little (laughs) bit out there. Just a little bit. Right? rebounds for Rebecca Allen. Big time game. Tiffany Hayes. I was so sick when she picked up that fifth foul. Me too. It was just a, I'm trying to run back. Listen, she sat out a lot. And if Tiffany Hayes wouldn't have been out, I think it would have been more of a beaten than Mm -hmm. points. So those two. Then I could talk about Natisha Heidemann hitting some big shots. Ty Harris coming in, hitting some big shots. I thought every single player that came in the game for the Sun contributed in some capacity. But I'll also say this. I think we know what we're going to get from Dewana and AT, night in and night out. They're so consistent. If they can continue to play this way, and I'm talking about the entire team, we will see a Connecticut Sun versus somebody, Dallas <laughs> or Aces. Because yeah. the look that I saw on the Liberty was like, this is not really happening. <laughs> yeah. That was the look yeah. I saw from Huey, from Sabrina, from Benijah. Like, what, what is going on? The mm-hmm. upside, I'm going to talk about the Liberty very briefly. Stewie was just off. 
didn't I didn't think she had a good game at all. Mm-hmm. Sabrina's role on this New York Liberty squad is to score. It's to score. It's not to distribute the basketball. It ain't to play defense. None of that. Her role is to score. And when her shot is not like, yeah, she shot the ball. What I think she first three shots or threes or whatever. Yep. But yep. Who didn't score the way she's been scoring, right? And and to me, when Sabrina is not scoring the basketball and defense is like smothering her and all over her, she she mentally gets in her head. Mm-hmm. And in this particular game, I thought it was hard for her to get out of her own way. Right. But yeah. I'll tell you who I felt. And I felt this way for a while. The key to the liberty. That is John Quell Jones and Benajah Laney. Mm-hmm. I thought Benajah started the game out well. Um, but I, John Quell cannot allow Dewana Bonner to guard her on the block. Mm-hmm. Yes. She can't. And Dewana guarded her on the block. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave it there. That's fair. JJ still finished with a double-double, but I wanted her to be even more dominant on the she block. Needed especially. To be. She needed and to be. More aggressive. You have, she has to make Stephanie, and let me say this, Coach of the Year Stephanie White, her game plan was spot on. Perfect. Spot on. So good. So JJ has got to make Steph go back to the drawing board, right? And say, damn, she's destroying us on the block. Dewana can't guard her Mm one-on-one. We got to double. We got to do something different. So JJ, game two, you, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be better on the block. Mm -hmm. Make them do something different. Stephanie White said, um, after the game, probably the most consistent 40 minutes that we played all year. And I, I agree. You know, there was a lot of talk. Jordan. They looked really good. And it it was a lot of talk about, yes, the New York Liberty being a super team, but also the fact that the Liberty swept them in the regular season. This is the only team that Connecticut did not beat in the regular season. So it felt like, oh, man, does New York just have their number? Can they just not get over the hump? But Connecticut was like, up, up, up. That was regular season. Hold up. Hold up. Season. Time out right there. Yeah. Um, you gave Rebecca Allen some flowers and Tiffany Hayes. I do think she needs to, if she stays out of foul trouble, they're even stronger as a team. Mm-hmm. But Olivia Nelson Adota, I want to give some flowers yes. to her as well because she came in and gave some very solid minutes playing defense on JJ, disrupting her. Only four points, three rebounds, but it was her presence. Yes. Yes. And, you know, she was on the Sparks last season. She was so green, very a rookie. This year, just knowing her role, like, okay, coach, what do you want me to do? Go in and guard JJ. Just make it a little tough on her. And that is exactly what she did. I love, I love that point. Another thing that you mentioned too, Stewie. She hasn't been shooting well all of the playoffs. It was very bad in game one against Connecticut. 28% from the field. She was seven for 25. And she was zero percent from three oh for eight so just a rough shooting night and then versus the mystics in both of those games 29 percent from the field and 11 percent from three so you have to know that brianna stewart she's a better shooter than this you can't count on her shooting like this 
night in and night out. But it's like, yikes. If you're the Liberty, you got to be like, okay, we, we need a little bit more. We need a little more consistent. Um, I don't have the numbers for, for Sabrina, but that was, that was a tough look for her just, just bricking um, at home. So I, I think that's going to turn around. I don't think that's going to be a consistent thing. But on the other end, Connecticut has to show some consistency in this semifinals for them to have a chance. That's my biggest gripe with the Sun is that yeah. they are a roller coaster. Yeah. They are up and down, up and down. You never know what team is going to show up. You never know what team is going to show up. But if if this team, if Natisha Heidemann blocking Stewie's shot team. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Woo, that was good. If that team shows up, then yeah, New York Liberty, they they're a little shaky. They shaking mm-hmm. in their boots a little bit. Listen, yeah. Connecticut did what they needed to do. They mm-hmm. stole one on the road. Yes. Now, Liberty, you 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 pretty much have to win game two. You have to, yeah. You have to. Mm-hmm. But Connecticut is feeling really, really, really good about themselves right now. They know that New York is beatable. They know they can beat New York. And Tiffany Hayes was in foul trouble. And they won the game. Yeah. After the game, Dewana Bonner said that um, Alyssa Thomas got her mad. And that's why she started going off. (laughs) Going off in the second half. She said she can't share. Before the game. Yeah. She said she can't share why she got her mad, but uh, she's probably going to do it again for game two oh to God. make sure whatever, she Whatever it was, yeah, do it again. It worked. Wow. Whatever it was, it worked. Wow. That Quick was, reminder. They were so good. Sorry. So good. good. So, so good. Both franchises are looking for their first WNBA championship. The Sun are making their fifth consecutive semifinal appearance, and the Liberty are making their first semifinal since 2015. So the desire is not, that shouldn't be a question. Like they are hungry, hungry to make people start talking about Connecticut, Liberty trying to prove something, people right, that they were um, supposed to be here and that they're going to make it to the finals. So there's there's a lot of storylines. There's a lot of things on the line in this series. And I, I think that's what makes it really, really fun really fun who you got yeah. so you're saying new york has to win game two I any other predictions um i, I kind of want to say dallas has to win also mm. dallas needs to win at vegas because vegas i do believe will get one on the road okay what's uh, your you're you're in the locker room coach swoops What's your message to what's your message to Dallas? And then what's your message to the Liberty before game two? So my my message to Dallas is simple. We we have nothing to lose, right? All the all the pressure's on the defending champions. And so you you know, you know what, what the aces are gonna do. But if I'm Coach T to Dallas, I'm saying you know, I, I didn't think Dallas played bad, right? Mm-hmm. I, there, there were spurts where I was like, they, they, they can get this done. But what I'm saying is, this is just me being the real coach, is Arike and Satu, I think y'all stayed in Dallas. 
need to put y'all on the plane and, and come to Vegas. <laughs> I wouldn't say it like that. I, I, I like think that. you would. I would not, mm, not quite, a little bit. But in saying that, we there were moments where they were still in the game without their two best scorers playing very well. Mm-hmm. So you get Arike and Satu to show up for game two. And I'm I'm really going to go at Kalani and Tiara and say, listen, y'all got to make it a lot tougher and harder on Asia. And Natasha, Howard, because you're going to end up guarding Asia some, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were a, on all defensive team before. I do believe you know how to defend. We got to make it tougher on Asia. And and I think if they make it tougher on Asia, it's going to make everybody else's job that much easier. And I'm giving them confidence that we've beaten this team before in the regular yeah. season. So we know we can do it again. It's the playoffs. I get it. But we know we have what it takes to beat them. Now, if I'm New York Liberty and I'm Sandy Brandello, before I even have a conversation with the team, I'm going to bring Stewie in and have a one-on-one conversation with Stewie. And my my question to her is, what can I do to help you? Right? Mm, okay. Like, is it the offense? Do I need to run something different? Do I need to put you in a different position? Because we have to have Stewie scoring. Mm-hmm. You, you have to score for us. So how can I help you? Then when I go talk to the team, it becomes, listen, it's win or go home pretty much. We've done a lot of talking in the regular season and everybody mm-hmm. else is talking. So now, now it's time to put up. We just, we got to play period. I ain't going to say a lot of words because, and at this point they already know. Yeah. Right? They know. They're pros. They already know, but I need to make sure that Stewie and I are on the same page and I need to know what I can do as a coach to help you for game two. Wow. That's it. Staying ovation. Staying ovation. That's good. No, that's the perfect message. Stewie is personal. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Well, I mean, I said too, especially the Suns, and and I feel like Stewie was guarding AT. AT was guarding Stewie. So that is a little bit personal. Like if you're trying to I know MVP votes are already in and everything like that, but of course, recency bias is what everyone is going to jump to yep. when the MVP is announced. So yep. I, I'm trying. If I'm AT, I'm trying to prove why I should be MVP over you. No doubt. If I'm Brianna Stewart. I'm trying to no prove doubt. why I can just shoot over you. No doubt. So that's a. And right, that's a and right little... now, AT is winning that battle. She is. She is. Um. <laughs> well, we are in for a treat. Uh, for the uh, game two for both of these, both of these teams, I know I'll be watching. Um, and we'll come back when we record next. It might, it's gonna be very telling <laughs> how these series are going. Um, but yeah, that's it for us. Any final thoughts from you, Cheryl? Um, you know, it's not really, but yeah, we're giving flowers. I don't know if we've given many flowers to coaches. But I want to say this. To me, it's been so, especially the last game, because I really paid attention because they showed her a lot. Like, it's so nice to see Breon January on the sideline. Yeah. Really coaching up the guards. I see her, like, working and talking with Ty Harris and Natisha Heidemann a lot. Like, Breon January is not only good for the sun, she's good for the league. Yes. I could not agree more. Here are your flowers, Breon January. Here you go. 
so great to see her and just being so fresh. Like she just retired last year. So she's like, I was literally just here. So this is what you need to do. And she, talk about a pest on the court. Was she was a defender now. Woo, Listen, yeah. She was a defender. And and she looks fresh on the sideline. I like that little plum suit she had on. It was night. cute, right? Yeah. yeah, she had a little bun. It was cute. It was cute. cute. She looked like a coach. <laughs> Okay, well, we will be watching those games. Shout out to you, Brand January. You're the best. Um, quick reminder, please share this podcast with your BFFs, with your other friends who love WNBA, especially because people are starting to get into it for the playoffs. Share them this podcast because I think they'll have fun, just like you're having fun listening to it. Send us your questions, your feedback, any other predictions you have for the playoffs to our email at queensofthecourt at odyssey.com. Please continue to follow, rate, review the show. It's available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all, y'all, this has got to be the best podcast you've listened to. Come on now. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> and if it's not, at least pretend like it is. <laughs> Tell your friends it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. But like always, y'all can find us on social media. I'm at airswoops 22 and she, Jordan, is at... <gasps> Hey, Jordan R. <laughs> Nothing cracked that time. That's a good, good time. Good. I'm trying to cut it short. I'm trying to cut it short. <laughs> Queens of the Court is an Odyssey original created in partnership with the WNBA. The show is produced by Alex Ozzy. The executive producer is Lena Moss Glazer. Social media assistance from Isabella Apple. Imaging from T Storm Battle. And court is adjourned. That wasn't too bad. That was good. That was good. That was good. We were on time. We were together. Monica.